and welcome to Encounter Mercy, the podcast that brings you Catholic conversation every single week. I am Vince Dragone, and I have with me, as always, Father Andy Boyd. How you doing, Andy? Good to you, Vince. Doing doing well, doing really well. Um, we've celebrated Easter on Sunday, and uh, now it's it's Tuesday. Uh, by the time everyone's hearing this, it'll be the next day, Wednesday. And I got to say, everything is seemingly going going great. One thing that I noticed. Um, that I was just telling you before the we started recording here is it just seems like leading up to Easter last week, the amount of um, anxiety and sometimes paranoia in some cases about this whole COVID nineteen thing uh, was really ramping up, and I thought this this is going to be a terrible Easter. It's going to be nothing but uh, doom and gloom. Like it, it's been for the past couple of weeks now, going on yeah. months, really. Yeah. Um, but first, the first thing I noticed Monday morning on my way into work, I'm not seeing everyone wearing masks as they're driving. I'm seeing people in a more calm, relaxed state at work uh, and everything that I see, even on social media. Um, it's just, I think Easter really helped uh, relieve a lot of that anxiety for people, even people who aren't religious. There's just something about Easter Sunday that we can all look forward to something new and better. And I, I think that really took hold. Um, the, and I think we really needed it. We definitely really needed it. And I'm so happy to see that. And I hope it lasts. You and I both. I mean, as we know, as Christians, the importance of Easter is that we have salvation, that this life is not the end. And so we have to have faith in our Savior who brings us salvation. And so, um, you know, we now are no longer in a place of fear. Yes, our world is in a place of fear, but with the death and resurrection of Christ, we have the words of hope, right? So throughout Jesus's entire 33, 30 uh, years of life and then the three years of his public ministry, especially the three years of his public ministry, what was he preaching? But that there will be salvation, but it had to be from a place of pain. And that place of pain was his time upon the cross. And so now we have this experience of, uh, you know, the death of Christ on Friday and then uh, the empty hearts of the people as they waited for what was to come. And then on Easter Sunday, we find that the tomb is empty. And so now we find ourselves in, um, you know, a different place. We find ourselves in a place of life. And as we know, this time of year, the days are getting longer, the sun is setting a lot later, the weather's starting to look hopefully a little better. I think I saw some of that white stuff this yeah, morning. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be getting snow this week, so don't don't Ugh. speak too soon. I, I, You know, I'm going to have 60-degree weather to 65-degree <clears throat> weather next Saturday, so I don't know about you and Erie. Well, yeah, I, I haven't looked out that far. Uh, all but, uh, I know is the, it, the things are changing because my allergies are kicking in, giving me a little bit of a freak out because uh, every time, twice a year, I get bad allergies and each time I have a hard time breathing. So if you're watching me on the camera and you see me trying to take deep breaths, I just can't get it in there. And always, and with all this going on, everyone thinks they either have uh, coronavirus or even myself in the first, the first onset of it, yeah. the first day I'm like, oh crap, I must have it. Then I, then I had to remind myself, no, you get this twice a year and it lasts a couple of weeks uh, and then you'll be fine. So yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah, it's just yeah, the, the kind of year I can't breathe, the time of year I just can't breathe. 
this and and even though it's not fun, we got to take a step outside and take a deep breath. Oh yes. And for each for you and I both, you know, with asthma and allergies, it, it doesn't work well. I get that. So yeah, we're both going to be suffering for a little bit, but hey, you know what? It's Easter. It's Easter time, and so you know we need to stay positive. And you know, what? Be, on a positive you know, on a positive side of things, I really think this uh, there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this pandemic. Sure, people are going to die, uh, and that's that's very sad. However, things have already changed for people um, for the good. People have slowed down their lives, yeah, and they're spending more time with family. Uh, I know myself, my family, we've been doing uh, Zoom video conference calls with my family in Pittsburgh over dinner, like once a week or once every two weeks, something that we never did before. And I would see them once every couple of months. And now I, I'm, I'm trying, we're seeing them every um, every week or now, every week or so now. So just little things like that. Um, I think a lot of businesses are going to realize that we don't need to have our employees come into work. And there's gonna be a lot of places that are going to be cutting their overhead, uh, not having offices, physical offices, and there's gonna be a lot of people working from home. And I think that's a good thing for everybody. It's less time you have to spend in a car. Uh, one, you just on emissions in general, it's going to cost people a lot less. So they'll be able to do more things and be more a little bit more happy because let's face it, money sometimes does buy happiness. I'm one of those people that, that, that tends to agree, just not in, uh, you know, as long as you're not in debt and, and that kind of thing, uh, it's going to help yeah, people. And, and the, the key there, because they actually it's, it's funny that you mentioned this, uh, someone brought up to me, you know, um, there's the phrase in, in the, uh, second letter of Timothy where it says money is the root of all evil. Well, no, no the no, love no. of money. You, you, that's right. And that's yes. the thing is everybody forgets that first little part of the scripture passage they want to ignore that so that they can stick it to people yes. no no it's the love of yes. money and the key there is is where is it we place our true love uh money in the end will not bring us happiness money only is a means to an end and what that end needs to be is love of family love of neighbor love of self uh, but most of all love of god and putting god first so mm. you know these are things that i think are really important to us and we as um, not just an Easter people, but a people of um, sacraments, the hard part is we still can't get together. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm still in Meadville. I'm not able to be in your house with you as we record this episode. I, I you know, I'm, uh, we're still social distancing. I'm still celebrating mass in a chapel in my house instead of in church. You know, we're not celebrating with people. I'm celebrating alone instead of in a congregation. So, but we as a people, we as a Catholic people need to gather together. And so I think especially during this time of the year when we can't gather as a family, you know, for the Easter celebration, uh, when we see our second largest uh, congregation of people in churches is Easter Sunday, uh, you know, so we have the Christmas and Easter people, um, churches are empty and so it feels very strange um but that doesn't mean that we are no longer celebrating easter that doesn't mean we can postpone easter no it means we have to make a deliberate and conscious effort to try to make easter happen with our families or even like for me by myself yeah and Yes, it, it certainly has its challenges, but uh, you know, I, I take a, 
uh, the, the, the lifting uh, phrase that you hear all the time, no pain, no gain. And you can really apply that to anything in life. And this is a struggle and this is, this can be difficult, but uh, you're going to come out on the other side of this stronger. We all are. And that's what, that's what I look forward to. Uh, no matter how you look at it, um, one way or another, we'll be stronger on the other side of this. Yeah. And just one more thing uh, that I just, I have to say, because I have a platform and I can talk about it. <laughs> and this has nothing to do with uh, Catholicism or this podcast or anything. And even people listening outside of the United States might not find it interesting. But uh, I'm one of those people who believes in in state rights, states' rights, uh, keep it on the state level, uh, keep the federal government out of as much as possible. And historically speaking, you kind of have the Republicans uh, agreeing with the statement that I just made and the Democrats uh, usually trying to fund big government and things like that. And right now, after you know, the past couple of days, we've seen a complete flip of that with the president trying to have control over when we're coming out of lockdown and all this stuff and fighting with the governors, uh, a lot of the Democrat, uh, Democratic governors, um, and they're talking about their states' rights and everything. It's like, wow, this is just, just kind of ironic. This is normally not how it plays out. Typically, it's opposite. So um, I'm just curious. I'm just kind of a sitting back as a spectator just watching this whole thing, uh, and I'm very curious to see how it turns out. It's um, truly um, a spectacle to watch, sit back and watch people. So, yes, we are in a completely different place than we were even six months ago. Yes. So it's election year. Things are crazy as is. This whole thing's nuts. Um, for once, uh, I, I'm agreeing with um, our governor, at least on the on the side of things, that the state should be controlling that stuff. Now, what he's deciding to do, not necessarily, but... Just on uh, just on practice, uh, I like to see the states uh, being in control uh, of their autonomy and not the federal government. But anywho, let's go. Uh, let's go back into Easter. So, what are some things? Yeah, it's a good thing we're not a political podcast. Yes, but I just had it's just something that I just was thinking about today, and I had no one to talk to about it. So, uh, I figured all of you could could listen to that and you have to uh, suffer through it for a few moments. But that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Well, going back to Easter. And making making it something that is actual in your midst, paying attention to it, and not just letting it be another celebration that um, flies by us. Yes. So, Vince, what what like in your family? So you are the father of two, the husband of one. There's four people plus a dog and two cats living in your house, right? Just two, right? Two cats. Okay, yep, I, didn't no more. Know if, I didn't know if another one just appeared. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are some ways that you and your family? As a father, do you think that you could, I don't know, practically make Easter present in your family? Uh, well, uh, one thing that uh, we uh, are trying to work on is uh, to read the, the daily readings and discuss them uh, together. Uh, my wife and I, um, not so much my children. They can't. Sure. They don't have the attention span for that yet. Um, but th- that's one thing. And we, we did that for Advent and it was, it worked, it was fantastic. It was, uh, we had a lot of good conversation that came out of it. And I'm looking forward to doing that during the Easter season here as well. Um, one thing that uh, we haven't done, but you can do uh, is to make an Easter candle uh, to put in your, um, in your place of prayer or at the dinner table that you can light, uh, you know, when you're eating dinner as a family. Uh, 
but just little things like that. Um, we did for a very short time have a stained glass window that we made just our big, we have a big bay window in the front and my wife taped it all off. Well, no, she didn't tape it off. She has this thing called a cricket and she can cut oh, yeah. like, uh, vinyl and stuff. So she put it on there and then had Amelia, my daughter paint it. And it was a cross with beautiful flowers and everything. And, uh, it was like that for probably about a day before my son, my one-year-old son had a baby wipe and would climbed up on the couch and, and wiped it all off. Uh, well, see, but he's trying to be a good kid. He's trying to help mom out with he's the daily chores. Trying to clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to redo that one. Um, because it was beautiful. I really liked it. Uh, part of it survived, but, um, but the cross is gone. So yeah. we, we got to put that back up there cause it looked really nice for the whole, uh, maybe 18 hours that it was up. Well, now Vince, it's, it's Wednesday after Easter. Why are you going to waste your time with that? What's the point in doing that? Oh, that's right. Cause, uh, oh yeah. Is Easter just one day? The, no, no, wait a minute. I, I think it's I think it's something more than one day. How many days is Easter, Vince? Uh, what is it, like 50? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if anybody ever tries to tell you now, like, okay, why are you wasting your time doing Easter things? Easter's over? Uh, no, no, Easter's not over. We just began it. In fact, when you're listening to this episode, we are still celebrating Easter Sunday. Yeah, it might be Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday within Easter, but it's still Easter Sunday in the liturgical calendar. So each day of the octave, the first eight days of Easter, since Easter Sunday until the Sunday after Easter, is mm-hmm. like celebrating Easter Sunday every day. So that means you need to be making a ham for dinner every night and your scalp potatoes and give out chocolate every day, right? You know what? I hate ham. Well, I don't hate ham. I shouldn't say that. But uh, I don't think I'd be able to survive eating off just ham. Um, you have to come and try my ham. I, I promise you. My mother has a great recipe. Uh, for ham. I don't know. I mean, I've had I've had good ham. I've made good ham. In fact, I smoked a ham on Sunday along with a tri-tip because I knew I wasn't going to eat the ham. To me, ham is okay. I've never had one. It's like, wow, this is amazing. I've had people uh, say that the ham I make is amazing, but like I've never thought like ham is okay. I don't know. It's like Probably bacon. I'm not a huge bacon fan either, which people think I'm not American for okay, that. But. Yeah, you're you're just not human. I I think you're banned. You know what? You're, I think it's just a pork thing. I'm just <laughs> I'm just not really big into pork unless it's barbecue yeah, pulled pork. I'll maybe do that. You should be going back to the Jewish. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I'll my my mother just takes one bottle of beer, any beer you want, one bottle of beer, puts it over the ham, has to be bone in if you can get it, and has to be Smiths. And you just cook it in the oven until it's warmed all the way through. Okay. I did a, uh, a barbecue glaze okay. and then smoked it. Again, it, it tasted fine. It's, I, but between that and the tri-tip that was right next to it, I'm picking the beef every single time. Every single time. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I probably would do the same. I like a good ham, but no, beef is, beef is a place So to I've go. been eating the leftovers of my, uh, my, my Easter tri-tip this week. So that's my way of celebrating Easter Sunday. And so getting into the spirit of it, you know, we should be trying to remember that Easter isn't done and over with just this past weekend. So, you know, in public society and in the public sector, we can go on to moving forward. But I mean, if you think about Easter decorations, what are Easter decorations? Kind of like almost like what our summer decorations are, flowers Mm -hmm. and life and, you know, um, everything around us. So if you can go out to the store, I don't know, pick up some flowers you know, get, get your house to feel like it's alive and not dead or yeah. sterile. And you know? it's not too late to dye eggs. If you can still no, find them on the all. shelf, 
yeah. the biggest thing is trying to find them right now. But if you well, if you find them, yeah, you can still it just because Sunday's over. You can still you can still ha- uh, dye some eggs. You can still hide them for your kids. Uh, I don't think have kids. I mean, if, if I were to hide, sure. uh, dye eggs and hide them, I'm not sure Henry would find them, and they might get a little smelly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, my daughter doesn't care what day of the year it is. She loves you know playing hide and seek. She loves trying to find things. Um, uh, well, yeah, you put treats in them. Your dog would love to. Oh gosh, oh, yeah, for sure. On the plastic ones and put some treats in them. Yeah, he would love it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well. And then I also have an adult friend. Well, we have a mutual adult friend who every time he goes to his mother's house, this guy is now 36 years old. Uh, he still has to find his Easter basket. <laughs> but we're not going to mention his name on here. We have mentioned it in the past. but Rob, I mean. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> allergies. It's the allergies. Maybe That's what it know. is. That's what it is. <laughs> like practical things. And even practical things that I think that, um, you know, I'm a. 20, almost 28 year old guy that is living alone, not a bachelor, but still living alone. Um, I think this is something that even someone like me could do, you know, making an Easter candle. Yeah. Now, granted, I kind of needed one for the chapel mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to be able to order one in time for Easter. And it's kind of an important part of our Easter celebration. You know, the Easter candle, candles in general are an extremely part of our faith, but most of all on the Easter vigil. And then throughout all of the Easter celebration, we have one specific candle for 50 days that remains lit in our churches. So, you know, it doesn't have to remain lit in your homes and doesn't always completely remain lit in the churches for all 50 days because we need it for other things throughout the year. Sure. But getting a candle and making an Easter candle, I think, is something everyone could do. Or making a candle from scratch, which is actually a lot easier than it sounds. And you get to do something a little bit more extraordinary than you normally do. I don't know. I'm a DIY kind of guy. And even if you're by yourself, I would love to do that by myself. But especially if you have kids or if you have a family, something you can do together. Uh, Absolutely. and you have all those stubs of the candles I brought from. Yeah, um, and that's I don't know where they yeah. From. You can take you can take stubs of candles and melt them down, uh, and and make yourself uh, an Easter candle. I think you should do that this week. What do you think? That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, it's I think we Friday. will. Especially all those ones. You remember that one we were recording here, and yeah. they all kind yeah. of melted, and we had drippings on the floor. Yeah, uh, that would be good. Take all the extras and just make yourself a really nice Easter candle. That would be cool. Yeah, we should but, do you that. Know, I think these are all things. Maybe you don't want to. You know. Um, hide the Easter eggs. But these are things that we could all do still practically. It doesn't matter if you're married with kids, if you're single, if you're in a relationship. These are things that we could do to make Easter alive in our homes, you know, mm-hmm. going out and getting flowers, um, things like that, decorating the windows. Uh, you know, I have lights on my house year round, but changing the colors so that they're yellow and, you know, more, I don't know, more of an Easter color, pinks and purples and blues and greens, but mm-hmm. whatever, making it so it's, doesn't look like the sterileness of the winter. And so, I mean, these are very practical things I think anybody could do. Brew but, an Easter yeah. beer. Brew a beer. Hey, there you go. If you have, if you, you don't know how to do it, it's really easy. And uh, especially if you like beer, um, you can do it on your stovetop if you buy an extract kit. Just little things to, to celebrate the season. And you and can even still Amazon is, you know, delaying their deliveries. You can still get it. I'm sure on yeah, Amazon, uh, you got that, you got northernbrewer.com. They're still shipping stuff. Uh, you have most, most cities have local homebrew shops. I know we have one that's still open because technically it's like a food, they're essential. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, business. so 
you can still go and, and buy the stuff. And by the time you brew it and ferment it and bottle it, you can still drink it within the Easter season. Look at that. So these are all very practical things. But what do you think about some spiritual things? Because like those are great ways to get in the mood, to get in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, but- one, one thing I, I could uh, really hit on here, and it goes really well with what we're all experiencing right now with this COVID uh, pandemic is not to live in fear and to lean on Christ uh, to take us out, pull us out of that fear and into, you know, God was it, he, he became man and died and overcame that. And through that, we are all, uh, you know, barring that we're not committing mortal sin, we're, we, and we follow God's law, we're saved. And, yeah. and that's something to rejoice in and not be afraid to die, not be afraid. Uh, sure, death is a scary thing, but, um, to not live in fear over this. We've experienced plagues and all sorts of persecution and all these things over the last 2,000 years, and the Jews even before that. Um, God's people have always been attacked, and they we will continue to be. So don't live in fear. Get stronger yeah. every single time you, uh, you, you run into something like this. And yeah, it, it, I think it's really helping people grow their faith. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things, um, even though it's not a lot of people, but I'm averaging at least 150 people for every mass that's being celebrated online. And that's, that's amazing. And I get on a daily mass day here in Meadville. Yeah. So, you know, I'm reaching able to reach so many more people, even if it's the third or fourth time that they're watching for the day, who cares? They're, you know, engaging in their spiritual mm-hmm. life. And I think that's an important part of what we do. And, and you know, so, I've gone to mass a lot more with all this going one well, not really going to Matt. I'm watching the live streams. So yeah. um I try to watch yours as much as I can. Um I watch the one from my parish on Sundays, Sunday morning at ten thirty, and then I'll flip on to yours at noon. Yeah. So now like I'm watching it twice just because I want to see how other priests are handling it and doing this right now. And then I can also uh pray during that time and and watch the mass. And I um I think it's amazing that you're doing this and I'm really hoping, and this is, I, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that, but I'm after this is done, I, I hope that you're still live streaming masses because yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, it, all, it all depends on where, where I am in life because being at three different churches, it's hard to pick up my equipment oh, sure. and move it every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, I'm not always celebrating mass in churches because some days I'm in the nursing homes or um, other places like that. I think we'll just so, get you a selfie stick for your phone and you can just live stream from there. Just hold it out. Yeah, that works. That works. But you know, no, I mean, that's, I think this is something more and more that I'd like to see is that churches have now invested in equipment. A lot of places have either yeah. invested in equipment or figured out ways to do this, but now let's try to make it permanent. Yeah. Well, you remember in one of our first episodes, the, uh, on evangelization in the 21st century, you touched on, most Catholic churches have terrible websites, terrible technology, terrible social media presence. Now, theoretically, you would evolve into something much better. This has forced us Absolutely. right into it. It's forced so many parishes into it, and they don't have a choice. And I think this is one of the good things that's coming out of this, is we're being their churches are being forced to update their websites. They're being forced to invest in the video equipment. They're being forced to have a social media presence if they want to stay relevant with their parishioners so that, that their parishioners don't feel abandoned by them uh, with exactly. 
Exactly. And and that's what I'm really hoping that this podcast can continue to do is be a platform for us. I mean, the fact is, is I'm broadcasting mass, not from the parish, technically, I'm broadcasting it from the Encounter Mercy podcast. And, and that's something to remember that's important that we're remembering. Um, so that these masses are being brought to us because of this, um, this effort between you and me, between that you had been, uh, you contact me all those months ago on now about creating a podcast. We're almost up on, we're coming to up to a year on starting this project. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, we have an opportunity to engage in a new way with people. And even though this is not a fun time or not something that we want to be experiencing, new things are coming from it. Healthy things are coming from it. You know, there's, there is a meme that someone shared online and it's the devil talking to God and the devil says, ha, I got to shut down all your churches. And God, what does God say back to the devil? No, you didn't. I opened one up in every house, which is what's supposed to be happening from the get-go. Absolutely, because yeah. The family is supposed to be the um, domestic church. It's supposed to be the church in the home. But now we have to make it a deliberate act. Hence why we're talking about practical things that we can do for Easter and moving slowly into these spiritual aspects of it that we are no longer living in fear, that we are one family that is working towards this one goal, which is heaven. So um, we mentioned not living in fear. So what are some other things? I mentioned that you can read the scriptures together. If you're by yourself, you can still read and reflect on them. Um, uh, what are some other things we can do, Father? Well, I, I, you know, one thing that, of course, I'm adding to all the petitions in every Mass, but I think we should each do, in a way, in every day, is offer a specific prayer for those suffering. Those suffering from COVID, but not just from COVID, but like the repercussions of it. Sure. Those suffering because a family member no longer has a job. Um, suffering because, you know, there's three people that I know of right now that are actively dying, but they're dying alone because their family can't be around them. That's very sad. Um, you know, offering a prayer for those suffering because they're, they're having to work extra hard. Or just, the, just me people who have underlying mental health issues to begin with, yeah. that this whole thing has just turned their world upside down and then they're having a hard time coping with it and they're struggling with it. Even people that normally don't have, uh, mental health issues or experiencing anxiety that they've never experienced before and they yeah. don't know how to handle it. And, um, I, I'm not excited to see any numbers if there, anyone's recording them or anything like that, but I'm wondering if suicide rates are up right now, yeah. uh, because people feel alone and they feel that, uh, you know, people who are normal, you know, normally socially active, uh, are now not, and it's a lot harder. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't know, but you know, there's, there's a lot of people suffering for various reasons right now that need your prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And so offering up prayers specifically for them and recognizing, which we should always be doing, but I think we need to do it even more now, recognizing our blessings, mm -hmm. you know, that, yeah, we might be depressed or we might be experiencing the pain of being alone, or we might be experiencing some sort of loss. But the same thing is, is that we are loved that there is hope, that there is salvation, that Christ is alive. 
you know, put yourself in, in uh, the gospel that we constantly are hearing in, in these next few days. The gospels are all talking about the experience of the disciples. And today's just happened to be with Mary Magdalene. And what was it that Mary experienced? Well, she experienced the great suffering, the great loss at the body of Christ being missing. And she begs the gardener to show her where the body was. But it wasn't until she was called by her name that she realized that it was not the gardener, but Christ himself. And so, you know, having that uh, recognition of um, the blessings that we have in our life and, and staying focused on the blessings rather than all of the pain and the suffering we're experiencing. Well, and we can also thank God for the pain and the suffering as well. And that's one thing a lot of people overlook is when you're having a tough time, thank God yeah. for that, that time because one, like I said, if, if he's given it to you, you're going to get stronger in the end here. And two, uh, you're alive. You're still yeah. a human. You have a soul. You're still on this journey. Um, every experience is something that we can learn from. So even uh, suffer in Christ. And I think we've talked a little bit about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognizing that, no, God does not want you to suffer, but in our suffering, we can offer it for others. We can offer it for um, a, an intention that we want to have. And so these aren't bad things. They can be something that's good. Yeah. And then we have Pentecost coming up. So our entire life is always a preparation. We're always preparing for something. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. Us as Catholics especially. In, yeah. In Advent, we're preparing for Christmas. In Christmas, we're preparing for Lent. In Lent, we're preparing for Easter. In Easter, we're preparing for Pentecost. In Pentecost, we're preparing for Christmas through Advent. Yeah. So we're constantly preparing, but that's not just in the sense of a, a liturgical setting, but we're preparing as, you know, um, in when we're a child, we're preparing through our education. Once we complete our childhood education, then we're preparing in high school for college and then college for the workforce. But in our spiritual lives, we should always be preparing for God. And it's, it's a constant journey. And so now we are in Easter, but we need to start preparing, as we said, for Pentecost, the, the giving of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're blessed. We have the Holy Spirit. He's alive and among us, and he's the one that gives us the strength. And the, in fact, on Easter Sunday, the gospel reading doesn't, or not, excuse me, not the gospel reading, um, the reading from the Acts of the Apostles doesn't talk about Easter. It talks about Pentecost. So, I mean, the connection is right there on the day that Christ rises from the dead, yeah. that the Holy Spirit is there with us. And so start now by praying to the Holy Spirit. Start now by praying prayers, asking for the Spirit of God, not just upon yourself, but upon our families and upon our world. You know, start praying for peace now, and hopefully it will come forth from this experience. Amen. So we are, this is probably going to be a shorter episode today, it looks like. Uh, we're right. at 31 minutes, 32 seconds, it looks like here. So what are People, some what are some final yeah. things you want to talk about? Well, I think right off the bat um, is that the number one thing we need to do for Easter is to have hope. Because we are a people of hope. We are a people of salvation. We are a people given to uh, Christ on the cross. And we have 
a strong leader and that strong leader is going to bring us through this and we are to have hope and remain a people of joy even in the moments of suffering you know not every day needs to be um sunshine and, and roses but not every day is also living flying in a pit being crushed so we need to we need to have hope recognizing that there is always salvation on the other side we also need to be a people of joy so in our hope we need to be joyful that doesn't also mean sunshine and roses all the time but that joy is that christ is alive and that we can go forward from it and that joy isn't just um you know a smile on our face but it's also a prayer in our hearts leading us and others to christ and we need to be a people that don't just have hope and joy but have love and true love brings peace and true love is not one that places restrictions or uh, requirements. True love is one that is completely self-sacrifice, self-giving. We need to be a people of hope, love, joy, peace. And I think that if we can focus on the cardinal virtues, we can truly enter into an Easter experience that's going to bring about Christ in and, this world. And what a perfect year to do this. Yeah. You're, Cause you're already being thrown out of your element. A lot of people are starting over, so to speak. And, uh, this is a fantastic time to do this. Yeah. So, um, I have one thing, uh, I'm completely stealing this from another Catholic podcast, uh, CNA editor's desk. They always play a game at the end of their podcasts. Okay. And I always thought it was really fun. And we kind of did this one other episode, quick lightning round of questions for you to answer. And we're going to do it again. Okay. All right. So you prepared? No, you're not prepared. As much as I can be prepared for this. Okay. You ready? Sure. Texting or talking? Texting. Favorite day of the week? Thursday. Favorite U.S. city besides the one you live in, which I don't think would be your favorite. What'd you say? Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Nickname your parents used to call you. Andy Mike. The last song you downloaded. Uh, I don't know. It's probably been years. (laughs) Downloaded or like listened to. I can tell you the last song I listened to. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, man. Animals. Yeah, I, me too. Favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? 20 minutes. Scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 8. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? A woman. <laughs> At what age do you want to retire? <laughs> well, I guess I'm really <laughs> up to you. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> Invisibility or super strength? Super strength. And is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Ooh. Yes. Uh, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Uh, that's that's all I have. Those are all the well, questions. One, you passed the test, except for one of all them. All right. Ooh. Mm. One final thing for me is that uh, this upcoming Sunday, 
um, which is the second Sunday of Easter, is also known as Divine Mercy Sunday. And our podcast is rightfully named Encounter Mercy. Um, and so uh, I kind of made this our official holiday for our podcast of Divine Mercy Sunday. So join us, and at least me, um, for uh, a time of Eucharistic Adoration at 3 p.m. this upcoming Sunday, which the date is the 19th. Sunday, April 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern um, on our uh, social media platforms, etc. The way that you can watch me at Mass. Um, And we'll have adoration and we'll pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together and uh, just have some time for... Um, prayer together. So uh, join me for that at 3 p.m. in our usual places. And if you can't make it at 3 p.m., it will always be archived and you can always go back and watch it later. That's right. That's what's really cool about these these platforms. So there's all this technology. Very cool. Should do one more stealing thing from another podcast that you and I both listen to. Sure thing. A uh, quick shout out to ah. a thank you to all of our uh, new listeners, to all of our senior listeners, not by age senior. I mean, people who have been with us for a while now. Um, you know, thank you for joining us in this journey. Thank you for joining me at, for Mass daily. It, it makes a big difference to me. Um, and thank you for your continued prayers. Uh, please continue to share us and. Um, you know, praise God that we have this ability to gather together in faith, um, that we can be together in this time of um, difficult in our world, this difficult time in our world, but know that this is going to make us a better people. Yeah. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, but I'll echo that as well. Uh, thank you for all to all of our listeners, especially the ones who've been there since the beginning. Um I, I, the way I, I said that it sounds like we've been on forever, but it almost feels like forever. It's only been since what November was our, when our first episode came out, but, um, there's been so much love. Um, I know uh, a lot of you have been praying for us and we really appreciate that. We appreciate that you, you share the podcast with others. Um, we're not making any money off this whatsoever. We're not even a nonprofit or anything like that. Maybe someday we will become a nonprofit just so that we can. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Anybody's a lawyer not, wants to do it for us. Right. Yeah. Any lawyers that want to do pro bono work because we're broke. Uh, this is just a hobby for us. Yeah. Um, broke is, doesn't even exemplify <laughs> it. But, uh, but uh, yes, thank you to everybody. And, uh, and as a thank you, I really want to do another uh, listener question, listener topic podcast again here soon. Yeah. So if you have any ideas, feel free to submit them to us on any of our social media um, platforms. You can DM us, DM us. Uh, you can comment. Uh, however it is that you want to get that to us. We're pretty good at replying for the most part. Um, what I, Andy, I forget what our email address is. Uh, is it info at countermercy.com? Yeah, I think that works. That, or if you go to our website, encountermercy.com slash contact, oh, you yes. can send us an email through the form on there. Because, of course, do you think I have that written down in front of me? No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you have any uh, questions you'd like us to tackle on the air, any topics you want us to, to tackle on the air, we'd be happy to discuss those. Um, th- that was a fun last time, the last time we did that. And maybe we can make that a live episode, too. Hey. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, you can find us on encountermercy.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Um, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on anywhere where you listen to podcasts so that they get pushed right to you. Otherwise, uh, if you're just stumbling, stumbling across this one, uh, like I'm stumbling over my words, um, you won't uh, you won't see any of our future episodes. So please make sure to share with uh, with with anyone who might find might find this interesting. Um, even share it with people who you think wouldn't find this interesting because you never know. Um, you never know what uh, what something like this uh, can can do to somebody. If we just talk about the right thing, maybe it's uh, what we're drinking. I'm drinking a Moscow Mule. Um, Ooh. man, I gotta get stuff for that. I, I can't anyway. Besides the point, <laughs> finish up ramblings. Uh, I it, social media challenge make an Easter candle and tag us. Yes, post it. I want to see, see it. it. That'd be cool. I want to see your Easter candles, people. So, uh, you know, you can see my Paschal candle every day at Mass. I want to see your Easter candles. And, uh, you know, if you, if you send me enough pictures, maybe I'll print them out and we can have them in Mass at Mass. So send me your Easter candles, people. I want to see them. I want them in my chapel. All right? <laughs> All right. You know what? I think that is a perfect time uh, to end the podcast tonight. So thank you, everybody. And... Uh, look forward to uh seeing your candles and i look forward to uh to hearing your comments 